Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Whiskey Consultant. Today we're going to be talking about old fashions and how they got their start. So if you're ready to learn, get those whiskey glasses out because class is now in session. Welcome to the Whiskey Consultant. I'm your host, Susie Lee. I'm recording this from the beautiful Mile High City of Denver. I hope everybody is having a great week so far. So old fashions. This is one of the classic cocktails. It's been around forever. I'm sure you've seen a black and white movie where some guy in a suit is ordering them. Or maybe you've had one recently because they've become really popular again. So it's one of the first ones that I ever learned to make. One of the first cocktails I ever learned to make was an old fashioned. And then it was a martini. Um, I was a bartender uh, way back in the day, one of my first jobs. And I picked up one of these books called uh, The Joy of Making Cocktails or something like that. And it was really kind of life changing when I saw how to make all these great cocktails. And I wanted to make all of them. And I was really into making cocktails for a long time. I've gotten kind of lazy over the last few years. I'm not really into cocktails so much. And I tend to like my whiskey neat uh, these days just because I realize it messes with the flavor of the whiskey. And I want to appreciate what came out of the barrel as opposed to putting other stuff into it. So generally I stay away from cocktails. And really bourbon and whiskey and scotch are kind of my drinks of choice these days. So I kind of really got out of the cocktail making game, but I kind of picked it up the last couple of weeks trying to perfect what was my recipe back in the day. And I forgot how much fun they were to make. I was telling that to somebody. So they are a lot of fun to make. And with bars and restaurants being at half capacity and you're not really still allowed to go out, really, it's kind of fun to make your own cocktails at home. It's a lot cheaper. Trust me. Um, I've seen old fashions go as high as 20, 25 bucks even. So really for that much money, you can buy your own bottle of bourbon and your own ingredients and make a really killer cocktail at home. But what is the start of the old fashioned? What is the history behind it? Well, it got started in Kentucky, as most good things do. And it started with a man named James E. Pepper, who was a colonel. And again, he was one of those honorary type colonels with a lot of money and his own distillery. He made it for some of his whiskey-loving buddies in the First Gentleman's Club in Louisville. It really took off, and he decided to take it on the road. And he wanted to promote his own brand of bourbon, which very smart to make a cocktail and go from there. And he rubbed some pretty fancy elbows. Um, he knew John Jacob Astor and Carnegie, people like that in the early 1900s, late 1800s. And it became a really popular drink. The New York Times wrote it up and his bourbon became popular as well. You can actually still buy his brand of bourbon, which is called 1776. It'll run you about 25 bucks a bottle. It's very rye heavy, very spiced. And and this is kind of what, you know, kind of got into the rye slash bourbon in, you know, old fashions. Is it rye? Is it bourbon? It doesn't really matter. It's what you like. So it's not really founded that it should be rye. It should be bourbon. It's not like a menjulip or something like that. But it really depends on what you have around your house and what you like to use. What kind of bourbon should you use? 
like I said, whatever you have lying around the house. For me, when I started making old fashions, it was wild turkey. Jack Daniels was always around. So it was really kind of those. And then it really evolved. And I started doing it with Maker's Mark. Found out that Maker's Mark was actually really good on its own. So it didn't need an old fashioned. And I made a couple old fashions with Old Forester that are really, really nice. And Old Forester is great too because when the prohibition started that's when kind of old fashions came back into play they kind of went out of style for a little while and then came back into style because the whiskey that was bootlegged and homemade wasn't that great and people needed a way to digest their bad whiskey and so they started adding sugar and fruit again and even pineapple in some cases which gross I can't imagine pineapple in an old fashioned but um, it kind of took a weird turn and then it died off for another few years came back in the 1950s housewives were making it for their husbands coming home from work after a long day before dinner and they were doing it in hotels and clubs and gentlemen clubs and stuff like that um, during that era because it was really classy to order on old-fashioned Frank Sinatra kind of made it popular. Dean Martin, all those guys kind of brought it up. And like I said, it was really popular in movies. Anybody that wore a suit kind of ordered it and sounded really classy doing it. It was kind of like the martini for James Bond. So it kind of died off again in the late 1900s and then started coming back in the 2000s with this big bourbon bump we've been having in the last few years, this kind of bourbon renaissance, I like to call it. And then um, Mad Men did a whole episode where it kind of showcased the 1950s era. Remember I said it was real popular there? And they kind of brought it back up. They did a whole episode on making an old-fashioned and the proper way to make an old-fashioned. So it kind of came around the bend and now it's popular again. I've seen tons of TikTok videos, YouTube videos, Facebook videos of people making their version of old fashions. Um, I recently saw a video of a very weird take on an old fashioned, which was a blood orange soda. Um, that kind of freaked me out a little bit. And I've seen people add rosemary and mint and stuff like that. I think I've seen Martha Stewart add rosemary to her old fashioned, which gross. I, I really don't want to go there. But um, you know, it's really evolved over the last years or so in the since the two thousands into this classy drink again and more women are ordering it. It's not just a man's drink anymore. But my funniest um, version of how somebody orders an old-fashioned is off of MASH. I love MASH. I've watched it a thousand times. And I love how Margaret Houlihan, Hot Lips Houlihan, orders her old-fashions, which is an old-fashioned without the fruit, which is basically bourbon with some ice. <laughs> so that's my favorite way of ordering an old-fashioned. And um, I really enjoy that little line. And she always orders her old-fashions that way. But um, the way to make an old-fashioned, like I said, has evolved. But if you want to keep it old school, you want to keep it legit, you want to keep it how James E. Pepper made his, this is kind of the way I make mine. And I think if any bartender is worth his weight in salt, he'll make it this way as well. Um, but like I said, it really needs to kind of stay <laughs> how it used to be. And these these other versions, they might be tasty, but I really like an old-fashioned, the old-fashioned way. So it's kind of a one, two, three, four step process. And what you need is a nice whiskey glass. You need a piece of sugar or a teaspoon of 
sugar if you like. Um, you can also use simple syrup. Simple syrup is equal parts sugar, water, melted down in a pot, and then cooled. Um, but generally, the sugar cube is a way to go. You douse the sugar cube with two or three dashes of agnostic bitters. They can be flavored if you want. If you saw my Facebook post, I used orange bitters because I like that orange flavor. So you can use orange or cherry flavored if you like. That's up to you. But no more than two or three dashes or it'll overpower your drink because they are very strong. And now you can find bitters everywhere. Used to, it was so hard to find bitters. But now you can find them anywhere and everywhere. And even your smallest local liquor stores will have them in their mixing uh, department. So you add a couple of that, let that kind of sit on the sugar cube for a little while. And forget the muddler. You don't need a muddler, guys. Don't go out and spend four or five bucks on a piece of wood. Use the back of your spoon. That's what they used back in the day. Um, if you have a bar spoon, cool, you can use that. But use the back of the spoon, kind of mash it up, kind of swirl it around your glass. And then you add the two jiggers of bourbon or rye of your choice. Use the big side, boys and girls. So so, like I said, doesn't really matter, bourbon or rye, it's not really important, it's what you like. And then you add a piece of ice, and make sure it's good ice, and by good ice, I mean not chips of ice, because that will water your drink down faster than anything. Um, my pet peeve with James Bond is, it sounds really cool to add it, to order a martini shaken, not stirred, but by the time they shook it, it was basically a watered-down vodka drink. So really, he was just ordering a weak martini. Um, so get the nice ice tray that makes nice ice cubes. I love these silicone ones that they've come out with in the recent years. They're so easy, and that's what I use if I want ice or something in my whiskey, because they don't melt as fast, and they're just easy to pop out. So get yourself some good ice cube trays, invest in those, um, and forget the muddler. And then if you want, you can add a maraschino cherry. Those are optional. Those kind of came around in the 1920s, you know, with the, with a pineapple and all that, but it's still kind of classic. And I've never seen a picture or somebody make one these days without a maraschino cherry. Um, I would recommend against using the drunken ones for old fashions, just because, Unless you're using the base of whatever alcohol they drunk the cherries with, then it's going to contaminate your bourbon that you're using already. So don't cross-contaminate your bourbon with other bourbon. And just go for that sad jar of maraschino cherries that you kept in the back from Christmas when you decorated your ham. That'll be good enough. And then this is the most important part. You've got to get an orange or a lemon. It doesn't matter which one, whichever you prefer. Lemon was the first used, but oranges are especially good. I enjoy it in my old fashions, um, but it doesn't really matter, lemon or orange. And get a, a sharp vegetable peeler, the one you use for your potatoes and carrots, and the one that's sitting in your kitchen drawer right now, and just kind of slice the skin off the lemon or citrus of your choice. And make sure you don't get any of the white part. If you've ever watched a cooking show and they say don't get any of the white pith um, when you zest a lemon or orange if you're making something savory or dessert, the same goes because that will mess with your taste as well and make your whiskey bitter. So stay away from the white part as best as you can. You just need a little piece. And then you can either break it or 
I like to light um, my lighter. I always have a lighter on me. And I like to kind of light the uh, orange peel. That's what I used to do when I made old fashions for people in restaurants and bars. It makes a little bit of a spark. So it's a, there's a little bit of an ooh and ah factor there. And it looks really cool. I mean, it does open up the essential oils and just plop it in there and let it float. And by the time you're ready to drink it, a lot of that orange flavor will come through. That's the way you make a great old fashioned forget the muddling the cherry and the orange i really don't know where that came from probably the prohibition age but that's just another step you really don't need and it messes with the cocktail so keep it simple you know the saying keep it simple stupid just keep it simple save yourself a step don't invest in a muddler unless you're making a mojito or something like that but you can use the back of your spoon for the sugar and it's really simple to make i'll post a video sometime of me making one um once I get it a little more down, I've been out of practice for a little a little while, so um, I just recently kind of picked it back up, and it's a lot of fun to make your own cocktails. It really is, especially now with the bars and the restaurants the way they are. It's very rewarding to make your own cocktail, especially if it comes out really good. So that's my advice to you. Um, that's kind of the step-by-step -step process. That's how the Joy of Mixology does it. That's how how to make cocktails, um, which is a very old 1800 books that teaches you how to make very old-timed cocktails. Um, it teaches you how to do it. And if you see different variations and you want to try it, I'm not going to say no. It's just really not for me. So I hope that helps you with the old-fashioned. Now that everybody's kind of stuck at home making their own cocktail, you can make your own old-fashioned um, quarantine cocktail, if you will, and impress your, impress your friends. Make a video of it. Share it on Facebook. It's a lot of fun. And it's really just a lot of fun to make cocktails. I forgot how much fun it was. So share those videos with me. Post your pictures if you want. Send them over to the the Facebook group, The Whiskey Consultant at Facebook.com. Send your whiskey-loving buddies to listen every Wednesday. Um, I have my donate button page up. If you want to make a donation and become a patron of The Whiskey Consultant, that would be awesome. And guys, I hope you have a really great rest of your week and a really good weekend. So guys, that's going to do it for me. And as always, keep testing, keep trying, and keep exploring the world of whiskey. Cheers. Cheers.